0: It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of x 929s to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna.
1: A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. I'm Beckler. Shauna is away today. And the Shauna curse almost continued. I've talked to you before about how every time Shauna goes on vacation, something either at the station or in my personal life goes haywire. We've had hospital visits. We've had a... F- uh, Furnace quit and pipes burst, we've had... uh, Last time she went away, Microsoft OneDrive went down across the whole world and I had no access to my show notes for the first hour and a half, which was damn near a disaster. Um, Today, I came in and the text line wasn't working. So not a huge crisis. I mean, you can obviously still do a show without a text line. It's just a little lonely. You know, we like the feedback we get on some of the things we do. We like the pushback we get on some of the things that we say. And the text line is, the, is by far the, the main source of that. So without that, it would have been a long morning, but it came back online very quickly when the show started. It crisis averted. On today's show, it's a bit of a longer podcast, Retail Rock. Haven't talked Retail Rock for a while. We're going to talk about the weirdos you meet on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, you will hear Shauna's voice at several points because she recorded a few things before she left yesterday, including an etymology for me. Uh, a friend of mine met Mario Lemieux and boofed. <laughs> I'll tell you that story. Fortune 500 businesses, my wife's news, something that I think my generation is bad at, that the last generation did a lot better, a eulogy for a radio station which recently flipped here in Calgary, not us, another radio station, Don Cherry makes an appearance, we have a white girl quote, and a real bro quote, first, you're out of context clip of the show, when they sleep on you, tuck them in.
0: BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. I was
1: up for my buddy's birthday on the weekend, and it was a a Backstreet Boys Spice Girls themed pub crawl. So everybody on the pub crawl, most people on the pub crawl, were dressed as someone from either the Backstreet Boys or the Spice Girls. So you can picture the aesthetic. It was a uh, it was actually a lot of fun. Um, but it was it was funny because early in the night, like when I got there and started, people started arriving, and you could see everyone in their sort of costumes. I could tell that like I came of age. At that time when those groups were big Because everyone looked hot Like the whole the theme was supposed to be Kind of like kind of silly and fun and stuff But it wasn't really a joke to me It's like everyone looks really good It's like all the girls looked great And it must be the era that you That you sort of had your awakening in. you know when you started to realize who you were Attracted to whatever The the style is at that time Does that just get like hardwired Into your brain and then like it, It lasts forever it must it seems like it must because, like, I haven't thought about the Backstreet Boys, the Spice Girls in years. And then I saw all these girls dressed as the Spice Girls. And I was like, I don't hate this at all. Like, if you were an adolescent in the 80s, is it still the big teased hair for you? Like, if you see that, does that elicit a response when you see it? Or if we go back even further, let's say you were a teenager in the 1940s. And you see a nice gal in a pair of thick, high-quality stockings. Yeah, that's not, I bet she's got knees under there. Or a fellow with his pants pulled up like way past his belly button, 14-inch zipper on them things. Is that what does it for you? I think there's something to this. Maybe it won't be true of the kids today, because the kids today are dressing what I would say is deliberately ugly. So I don't think, I don't know, I don't think 20, 30 years from now, they're going to catch a whiff of a pair of... <laughs> Big old pair of thrifted jeans and have the same response that we get.
0: VNS in 20 minutes or less. I got a white
1: girl quote for you. I think it's been a little while since we've had white girl quotes. We had a bunch over Christmas, a bunch of the Christmas white girl wine quotes. There's lots of like Christmas decor that has white girl sayings on it. Um, this one comes from a friend of the show, Mel, which she saw on a piece of barnwood. It appears to be at a store somewhere. Live gently upon this earth. That's nice, isn't it? Live gently upon this earth. I don't really know what it means. I don't know if it's like an environmental quote. It could be, right? Kind of like a leave no trace type thing. Be a good steward of the planet. Or it could be more spiritual. that You're just a gentle soul as you live on this earth. Either way, uh, that's a great one. That is, I'll give that one eight wide-brimmed Instagram influencer hats out of ten. And then... (laughs) This is People always say, you're always picking on the white girls with these quotes. You guys are always making fun of white girls with these quotes. So you'll like this one because this is a bro quote. This quote is so bro I I can't call it a white bro quote because it came from a black man, but this is still such a bro quote. This is the kind of quote you're going to hear from self-described hustlers, from guys who are, quote, building their empire. And this quote comes from the Twitter account of Steve Harvey, comedian and game show host. He says... When they sleep on you, tuck them in. (laughs) Oh, baby. If that doesn't get you cranked up, when they sleep on you, tuck them in. I mean, I'm buying crypto right now.
0: VNS in 20 minutes or less.
1: A couple days ago, this picture was posted to the hockey subreddit. It was a picture of the socks that Connor McDavid wears in his skates. And, I mean, to call these socks is generous. Like what's what's left of them, I guess, somewhat rem- resemble socks, but <laughs> like they're they're so old and they're so full of holes, and like his toes are sticking out the end. He's got them long toenails on him, and I guess it's because he said they're they're a specific type of CCM sock that they don't make anymore. And he says he gets better grip in his skates with these socks than with that, any others. But I mean. You think maybe the company would find some socks for him Or or make those again He is probably the best player in the world He makes $13 million a year Could he not just He's got to be able to find a way to get some new socks Or maybe it's a superstition thing Lots of athletes are really superstitious About what they wear on game day But I mean (laughs) He probably hoped nobody got a close up of those socks And guess what they did The photos out there The socks are hideous his feet, not great either. But I guess when you're, you know, the NHL's leading scorer, you can, you can wear whatever the hell you want. Oh, look at this good-looking guy's coming into the ring today. They got the suits on. They're looking sharp. All right, and there's Connor McDavid, good Canadian kid out of Richmond Hill, getting ready for the game. Ah! Look at them socks! Who's gotta be the ugliest walkers in the game. He's got the Bobby O toenails coming out the ends of him. Clearly not cutting those in the socks. My word. Look at this here, kids. Guys making 13 million bucks a year. Get him some new socks. I don't know what's got more holes, the socks or the Oilers defense. All right, support the troops and get
0: this kid some new socks. Let's go. The BNS and 20 Minutes
1: or Less podcast. Not sure if this is something you heard about or something that you would even care about, but uh, just recently, the former Q107 here in Calgary, it's a classic rock radio station, which had been around for a long time, uh, flipped formats. So they are now a rebroadcast of news talk. And I had quite a few people reach out asking what I thought about this, you know, since we also work in radio. And my response was that, you know, even though we would be considered competitors because, I mean, there's only so many ears in the city and all the radio stations are competing for those same ears. Uh, It's not something you ever want to see because when a station flips, some good people get put out of work. So I was chatting about this yesterday on our text line with a friend of the show, Daniel, who has bestowed the title of Calgary's second hottest plumber upon himself. (laughs) And Daniel asked if we could do a proper send-off for Q107. Uh, a eulogy. So before Shauna left for vacation, she did put together a, a short eulogy for Q107 Calgary.
2: We are gathered here today to remember Q107, a heritage station in the city that is no more. Now, as much as in radio you could consider them rivals, it's never easy to see a station flip formats. Nobody wants that. And I mean, seeing our radio friends lose their jobs is absolute crap and something none of us ever want to see. You know, you were great while you were here, Q, and you had a great one, although a run that ended all too soon. There's just a little less rock in the city now and a little less devil horn. No one wants that, even if it's not your type of rock. So we lost another one far too soon. AC to AC, DC to DC, rock to rock. Beckler, do you have a musical tribute
1: for us? You know, I do. You know, I do. Still like that old V and S in twenty minutes or
0: less. I
1: was chatting with a friend on the weekend. She was kind of venting. She was saying that she gets frustrated because when she makes plans with people, people always back out. So she'll plan to, she'll plan to meet someone somewhere and they back out. Or she'll plan to you know, go with a bunch of people doing an events, and a bunch of people back out right before. Said so like, and I mean, I mean, people get sick and stuff, right? You have to cancel plans sometimes. But she says like, when five or six people all get sick right before the event, like an hour before, that <laughs> something's going on there, right? I feel like maybe this is a generational thing, and I could be wrong about this. But I feel like that's like a real millennial and Gen Z thing to no show, to back out at the last minute, to cancel, to get out of plans if you can. I feel like Gen X, if they said they were going to be there, they were there. When I think about my older friends, they don't really they don't really bail like that. And maybe that's just how things were back for Gen Xers, right? Like if you said you were going to be somewhere, you kind of had to be there because pre-cell phone, you can't get in touch with people. If you didn't show up, that person would really be hung out to dry. So I don't know. We just we just my generation, we don't show up. We just we, we cancel last minute and we say we're setting boundaries. Bound we're setting boundaries. We love boundaries, my generation. Or maybe we don't love boundaries. Maybe that's the problem. I don't know. I've never been to therapy. I should probably go. But I hear that term everywhere. Boundaries. And I don't really know what people are talking about when they say it. I think sometimes I think sometimes it's used maybe incorrectly. And that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start using the term boundaries in scenarios where it probably doesn't belong. You know, like when my boss asks me to do something. Hey, can you cover for (sighs) so-and-so? Setting boundaries this year, man. I don't know about that. (laughs) The police pull you over? Uh, Boundaries. Mm Mm-hmm. Got it? Boundaries. The
0: BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast.
1: You just heard the X99 morning news, but really none of those stories were all that important. What you need to hear uh, is my wife's version of the morning news. Uh, Whenever Sean is away, my wife McKenna likes to help out and write what she thinks the news should be. So McKenna's
0: 929 News.
1: Man, this is long today. I'm (laughs) going to have to paraphrase some of this, I think. All right, here we go. Hi, guys. I'm back again. Let's get into it. Did anyone ever watch Wizards of Waverly Place growing up? The one with Selena Gomez in it? It was a staple in our house growing up, And I'm actually ashamed to say that me and my sister would watch it in university as well. It was on the Family Channel, and we would put it on almost every afternoon and take a nap. It was actually quite nice. Anyways, Dan Benson, who played the character Zeke Beekerman, claims he tripped and fell into the adult entertainment industry. How does one do that? Ha 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 ha. He would get messages from who he thought were attractive women and then got to know them a bit better, and that led to sending each other nudes. The women would then post them all over the internet, which led to his retirement in acting, and then he just really leaned into that industry since his nudes were all over anyways. Hmm. Okay, ah, I've, been ex- I've been excited to get into this next story since I saw a TikTok about it the other day and it really got me fired up. So last week, an old interview between Taylor Swift and Ellen DeGeneres went viral. After watching the interview, it really is cringy on Ellen's part. The singer appeared on the daytime talk show in 2012 and host Ellen DeGeneres presented her with a slideshow of famous men such as Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber, Joe Jonas, Taylor Laudner and Rob Lowe. She was rumored to have dated when the comedian tells Taylor to ring the bell every everyone she came across across one of the no that's not a sense. every time she came across one of the guys she dated Taylor looked visibly uncomfortable and begged her to stop the segment saying I don't know if I'm going to do this I don't want to I don't want to they'll send me angry emails and I don't want to get them but Ellen persisted and Taylor went on to say stop it stop it stop it this makes me feel so bad about myself every time I come up here you put up a different dude up there on the screen and it just makes me really question what I stand for as a human being. Taylor is literally begging for her to stop in the interview, but Ellen just keeps coming at her. Watch the video and you will feel super uncomfortable. And your last story here. I know this is a bit early, but people are already predicting what the most popular Halloween costumes for 2023 are going to be. Can you guess? Wednesday Adams is coming in at number one. Whether she will still be relevant at that time since it's early, nearly a year away is questionable, but I'm assuming they will be coming out with a new season sooner than later. And a new study finds out that eating an avocado can decrease your cholesterol if consumed over a six-month period. Not a lot more details on that one. But now you're informed, I guess.
0: VNS in 20 minutes or less. A couple
1: of additions to the Fortune 500 list of local businesses. These are businesses with great puns in their name. Uh, First is just an honorable mention because it's not local. But uh, a girl I know recently went on a, a fishing expedition out on Vancouver Island with a company called fin addicts so there's two ways that pun works right you're either a fishing fanatic or you're a fin addict you're addicted to the fins it's a pun that works on two levels it's a tremendous pun but they're not local so they can't go on the fortune 500 list got an email from friend of the show Kevin said he wanted to give a shout out to a business south of us here in Fort McLeod wag in tails so in is in I-N-N like a, like a hotel like an inn um so there are three categories that Sean and I have identified that have the most pun businesses. The first is waste and sewer businesses. They have Lots of puns, lots of puns there. Uh, for some reason, sewing and quilting supply places, they love their puns too. But uncontested number one would be anything to do with pets. So I looked, and there are like three or four different businesses just around Calgary that are some variation of wagon tails or wag end tails Or tails wagon So it's a It's a popular pun It's a good pun It belongs on the Fortune 500 list So thank you Kevin uh, And then Sean and I got this call Last week From a friend of the show Payden who's got one Up in the northeast It's called Eclair de Lune <laughs> and uh, Claire de Lune oh. was a song composed by French composer yep. uh, Claude Debussy, mm-hmm. and it's a French bakery. And the guy who owns it is from France.
2: Oh man, See, that pun
1: would have went right over my head.
2: Yeah, Becca oh, yeah. looked at me with a blank look <laughs> on his face when he first said that, and I was like, "Oh, I get it, but you will not." No,
1: nope. <laughs> that's and uh, and the pastries there are a are a hard ten out of ten. Oh man. well that's good to know too
2: yeah that is yeah, awesome yeah. that's a great so, one is that a classical song yes okay so yes, you, yeah, a, you would know yeah. the song I'll play it for you I think you'd know the song if, if I played it
1: yeah it's super popular song yeah. for sure okay but okay. I guess I just need to be more well versed on French classical music like you two
2: yeah you. And then well, you get the pun yeah, you know. here <laughs> put, if you, can you put this on cue yeah hang
1: on a second uh, and I think I can pipe it through the phone too okay
2: sorry this is an ad please hold oh
1: boy no worries
2: <laughs> okay
1: can you hear it on the phone? Yes. Yeah, that's the piece That's there. the right song? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, know. the guy that composed it is French, and it's a French bakery.
0: DNS in 20 minutes or less.
1: I heard this story recently about a buddy of mine. Uh, my friend is a massive Pittsburgh Penguins fan, and his favorite player growing up was Mario Lemieux. And re- he was recently at a charity event, and at this Mario Lemieux was at this event, and he was like, Holy crap, Mario Lemieux's here. And a guy that he knew at this event also kind of knew Mario. And he's like, Well, he's like, I'll introduce you. Let's go, we'll go talk to him, and you can offer to buy him a beer. So they did, they go up to Mario Lemieux, and my buddy quickly realized that he'd never really thought about what he would say to Mario Lemieux were he given the chance to meet him. And he kind of boofed. <laughs> He went up and he was like, uh, "Hi, Mister Lemieux." Uh, boof, and he just like didn't know what to say. He stumbled over everything, and then came back to his buddy. And he was like, "I totally blew that." So, I mean, it it might not be a bad idea if you if you if you do want to meet your heroes, and maybe you don't. I mean, I uh, it's not a bad position to have to not want to meet your heroes. And I've realized that maybe just working in this business, and you know, there are quite a few famous people over the years that have come through the doors and stuff. And you realize that they're all just people, and they have good days and bad days. And you maybe you wouldn't want to catch one of your heroes on a bad day, you know? Maybe maybe you'd be really disappointed. Maybe you'd rather just maintain the relationship you have with them right now. Um, but if you if you do want to meet them, what would you say? Have you thought about that? Like, I don't know who your hero is, but what would you say? Would you, because whatever you say, it depends how famous this person is too, I guess. If they're a massive, massive celebrity and they're meeting like tons of people all the time, it's going to be very difficult to make an impression on them, don't you think? Like to say something that they haven't been, you know, oh, your work means so much to me. I'm sure that is still nice to hear, but they probably hear it all the time. So I don't know, maybe, maybe you need a bit of a game plan if you're going into it. You know, I don't, I used to get nervous meetings, meeting famous people when they'd come into the station or whatever and. I don't so much get nervous to meet to meet people anymore because I I don't much you know like I said I'm one of however many interviews they're going to be doing on this whatever press tour they're on so it'll just be a brief interaction and then then they're away um, but I, I I do get nervous for for big interviews because I'm I'm I care about what you think of me right I don't care what this person thinks they're gone after this but I care about what you think. Because if I push the interview, then you're going to think poorly of me. If I boof, if I boof while interviewing someone famous, then you're going to be like, "Well, Beckler boofed," and hopefully, you'll be here tomorrow, and then I have that hanging over me.
0: BNS in 20 minutes or less.
1: I needed some etymologizing done, but Shauna is off this week, so before she left after the show yesterday, I had her look into this one
2: etymology with Shauna.
1: Etymology request for you, Shauna. Yes. Uh, this one came up on a YouTube video I was watching with my kids the other day, but the, they said the root word of terrible is terror, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's also the root word of terrific, which is the opposite. Terrific and terrible are the opposite of each other. Can you shed any light on this? So, yeah, a a few hundred years ago,
2: both of them meant the terror, the negative side of things that we thought. And then it was just a a kind of slow reshaping as the word got used. So um, a terrific clamor, for example, was a a way that terrific was used, which meant um, uh, so much noise it was terror inducing. But then it kind of featured from that to just mean more intense than usual. And then intense kind of started shaping to mean like on a positive side, like intense in a positive way. Okay. So that's how it kind of started to be used as a a positive as well. And the meaning has completely flipped. It has. And it was just kind of from general reshaping of that word and people using it more generically. And then it kind of just shifted into positive. But this has happened with a lot of words from what I was reading as well. Like the word uh, formidable, for example, used to just mean fear inducing. Whereas now you talk about formidable as as good things as well, right? It's really great.
1: It means strong, sort of, yeah.
2: Totally, and uh, even awful. When you think about awe-inspiring and awful, well, awful is a really negative connotation, but awe-inspiring can be a really positive thing, right? Or awe as a whole. And it was the same thing. It's just slowly going from meaning that really negative thing to slowly just becoming more generic in its usage and then it somehow always transforms to a positive so
1: weird i guess now that you mentioned that in lord of the rings there's a scene where galadriel describes herself as being beautiful and terrible yeah and you don't wouldn't think those two things would go together
2: yeah tremendous same thing it used to mean like trembling and fear used to be an awful thing and now we say that's tremendous as a positive
1: so all of those words have switched
2: yeah Huh. It's just from yeah, over time. For some reason I guess we're we're like, we don't like being this negative anymore. Let's be a little more positive
1: we're in our so language. Positive, aren't we? Let's,
2: <laughs> let's reclaim that word as a positive. The
0: BNS and twenty
1: minutes or less podcast. I think some of the weirdest people in the whole world are the ones that you meet on Facebook Marketplace. Not all of them. I mean I've had lots of great interactions on Facebook Marketplace. I in fact I would say the majority of them are good but that doesn't change the fact that with every inquiry you make on Facebook Marketplace you never really know who you're going to be dealing with because it really is the public right i mean sometimes you know we kind of in our in our lives we kind of have our own little like groups that we hang out with and then when you really have to interact with interact with like the public you remember that there are some strange people in the public i mean even something like this the radio is available to everyone but most of the people that we talk to throughout the weekend who we meet through the radio station are like totally normal people. And I think, I don't know, maybe just because like X is a cool station and it kind of selects for people like that. But um, when you go out there, <laughs> you, you meet some strange people. And Facebook Marketplace, I think, is is a real hotbed for them. I mean, of course, you get the people who will inquire about an item, say, is this available? And you say, yes, it is. and Then you just never hear from them again. And I, in those cases, they probably found what they were looking for somewhere else. Although I think there are some people who just do that kind of for fun. <laughs> they just go on there and say, is this available? And you say, yes. And they say, cool. Just checking. <laughs> just needed to know. But I had a weird interaction just recently. Um, my oldest son needed a new hockey helmet. And I sold his old one. The transaction went great on Facebook Marketplace. And then I looked at I looked at the size chart. And I was like, okay, here's the one he outgrew. Uh, this is the next size up. And then I found that on Facebook Marketplace and I sent a message and I said, Hey, is this available and can I come see it? And uh, the woman got back to me and said, How old's your son? And I said, He's eight. And she said, It's too big for him. And I was like, Well, I mean, I'm looking at the size chart right now. Uh, and also, Dick, like, do you, do you want to sell this thing? Because <laughs> you got it listed and I'm offering to come with money if it fits. And I'm pretty sure it's going to fit. And then she wrote back and she said, Nope, my 16 year old wore it. It's, uh, it'll be too big for him. It's like, Well, it sounds like maybe your 16 year old is a bit of a pinhead. I, I don't know. Or maybe my kid has a huge dome. Are we, are we doing this or aren't we? The
0: VNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
1: Friend of the show, Sherry, messaged me with a theory about this. She said, I've experienced this with Rent Faster too. I'm convinced that these people just love getting notifications, and that's why they message once and never again that's interesting I mean it's hilarious but it's also interesting because we do know that people tend to get a little endorphin hit a little hit of serotonin uh, when they receive a notification on a social media platform I believe the platforms you know were engineered to do that and I think that's true for most of us who use social media so are these people just like straight up junkies for notifications to the point where they're inquiring about things that they're never going to get just so they can get that notification I don't know it's an interesting theory from Sherry It's also super sad. This is sad, too. My aunt used to work in a a clothing store that catered to older women, and she said people would come in and buy clothes that they knew they were going to return the next week, basically just for something to do. Oh, man. And she knew it, and they knew it, but it was basically just like, well, I got nothing else going on. Isn't that sad? Ooh, that hurts. Hurts even talking about. I mean, with Marketplace and Kijiji and stuff, I always make an effort to at least finish the interaction you know like if i inquire about something and then someone says yes it's available yes you can come see it and stuff i'll either say okay great or no i found something elsewhere thank you uh or if you know i'm selling something i try to respond to people i try to market sold as fast as i can and then i try to respond to people and say sorry this sold or except for like the really insulting lowball offers i don't do those um, because if, you know, if someone's lowballing you that hard, I don't think they deserve your respect. The only time that I, like, I clearly didn't respond to everybody, I I put something up for free. And we're talking about free Kijiji, free marketplace is an entirely different beast. I had a table saw die on me and I was like, ah, I'm not, it's not worth it for me to try to figure out what's wrong with it so i'll just put it up here for free and if some tinkerer can pick this up and make it work for them make a bit of money that's great so i threw this table saw up on kijiji for free and my phone was basically bricked for the next like two hours until someone eventually came and got it because i had so many messages from people who were coming coming to get it and i don't know if that's like scrap metal people or if there's just that many guys that are looking for free tools that they could work on, which is great, it keeps it out of a landfill, I'm happy with that, but you gotta really know what you're getting into when you go to free Kijiji. A friend of the show, Adrian, actually uh, shared a screenshot with me. It was a text conversation between someone who was selling a MacBook Pro, and they said, what's the lowest you'll take? And the, person, the seller said, I'll, I'll go as low as 700 And the person said, $200? The seller was like, sure. And then gives him directions to a place. And the person's like, hey, I'm here. And then the guy's like, cool, go inside. And he says, into the comedy club? He directs him to a comedy club? The seller says, yeah, then head up on the stage and tell your jokes to somebody else. <laughs> Oh, man, I, that is how you feel. Like sometimes it's how you want to respond to some of these folks. but The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less is brought to you by Shane Homes. Check out their new community in Airdrie, the community of Midtown. They built three different types of homes there, paired homes, lane homes, and single-family front-drive homes. It's centrally located in Airdrie. It's got a pond and a, and a pedestrian bridge. And you can check it out at shanehomes.com slash communities. Shane Holmes, the better way to build.
0: The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
1: I was at the grocery store on the weekend, uh, the Safeway at one thirtieth, if you must know. And there was some serious retail rock playing in there. The song playing over the, uh, the loudspeakers were... That's American Idol runner-up Adam Lambert. Do you remember Adam Lambert? Do you remember that song? It only lives at the grocery store now. I don't think you'll hear that song basically anywhere else. That is the definition of retail rock. It's songs that were once big. I was actually nominated for a Grammy, that song. Uh, but they have really nowhere nowhere else to go. They they just play at the grocery store. Uh, it's been so long since we've done this. I got a couple others here. I don't remember if we played these as part of Retail Rock or not, but uh, this one is from friend of the show, Craig. Funny thing about songs—that's Tears for Fears, obviously. The funny thing about songs from that era is that they were all—it's almost like they were produced. With the knowledge that they would one day be retail rock. That's like, how can we make this sound best on the tinny speakers in a grocery store? And that song checks all the boxes, I think. And then finally, this one from Friend of the Show, Blair. That's Faded from Soul Decision. Um,. It's pretty risky, I think, because the next line talks about taking off all your clothes. That's... Whew. That is R-rated for the grocery store. Also, I recorded this off YouTube in the music video for that. The lead singer's eyebrows, you should see the work they're doing. My God, I feel violated by this dude's brows.
0: You've been listening to the B&S in 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
1: Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side.
0: Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X921. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have VNS in 20 minutes or less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.